We've been doing a series entitled Grow. And in this series, the last few weeks, we've been doing one sermon entitled Seven Habits of a Maturing Christian. And so we're going to jump in on that again today and do, we're going to add one more. So we have two left. I'm going to add one more today and we'll finish that part, uh, this part of the series up next week. Hey, I want y'all to know some friends of mine um, that have been to Christ Center before. Some of them have, some of them ha have not, but I want you to know my sister. She's not my blood sister, but it might have well been my blood sister because I've known her all the days of my life. And that is Janet. She used to be Janet McCullough. She is Janet Squires because she's been married to now my brother for how many years? I've been for 32 years they've been married. That's major, right? She only looked old enough to be married 32 years, but they got married young. You know, back then they was getting married young. I was talking to Kyle yesterday about Auntie Marcia. My sister Marcia got married at 19. So they got married really young, but then they had two kids, and one of them's here. Her name is Tia Lene Squires. When I was, I guess, 17, I might have been like 17, when uh, Janet was pregnant with her, and they had a baby shower at our house, and they was uh, asking for names. So my name won. So that's my, that's my little baby that I named when I was 17, Tia Lene after Timothy Lamont, you understand. But then we have a new addition that's there. They're getting married next year. She's engaged. His name is Marcus. And Marcus is here today. We're happy that you're here. So when I saw Marcus yesterday, he was like, well, we met before. I said, yeah, you didn't matter then. It was just you just a guy at the house. But now he done put a ring on it. And I mean, put a ring on it. You hear me? And they just, you know, they doing a the thing. And so I am proud of them and just proud of, um, that's my family. And so I, I, I thank them all the time that this family has been such a help. When my father would fall in the middle of the night, that's the, that's the couple that come to, to the door and knock the door in and make sure my daddy's okay. And so this is real family, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm glad, thank you all for being here today. I appreciate it, we're here celebrating. My niece is getting married today and my oldest niece is getting married today. So that's happening at five, it's just a busy day. So let's jump in and let's see what the Lord would have for us today. So let's pray together, and then we'll roll on. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this preaching moment. We thank you, Lord, for everything you have taught us in our previous gatherings and how you're challenging us to mature in you. And so today, I pray, God, that you would send the anointing and the grace that would help us grow up. Now, Lord, think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. You can just roll a little low end off of this a little bit. Got a little hum. Okay, so I was sharing with uh, Keisha, Keisha Mitchell a little while ago back in the room that I really sense in my heart that this is that we're walking into a really good season, that we've had a season of tears and a season of rough, you know, kind of toil. And I really sense in my heart that, that the saints are about to walk into uh, a season where we're going to uh, have this little season of fresh wind and blessings on our lives. And I believe that the Lord is honoring the saints that want to grow up. Although you're still not fully grown, you're still stumbling. But because your heart is to mature, the Lord is going to bless that effort. So I want you to keep listening to me. Keep pushing. Keep sacrificing. 
Nobody that grows and that, that's healthy, you don't get healthy without some sacrifice and some toil. All right, it's gonna happen, but you gotta keep being willing to push, be willing to sacrifice, all right? Come out of yourself to grow up, and the Lord is gonna honor that. So we've been talking about these uh, seven maturing, the habits, seven habits that mature a Christian or that, what is it? Seven habits of maturing Christians. All you gotta do is read the thing, <laughs> sir. Okay, <laughs> so, so we did with, we dealt with one habit, the word, and my prayer is that you keep, uh, that you keep reading the word every day. Listen, make your word time, listen, a part of you, not a part of your flow. What do you mean? Because this, here's the kind of stuff we do. We'll make reading the word a part of our work week. So we'll get up in the morning and do it from Monday through Friday, but then Saturday and Sunday we don't read. Or we'll go to vacation and be like, I ain't gonna read on vacation because I'm on vacation. Well, you don't need to be on vacation from the word. Okay, because all the enemy need is, a, is just a, a little, just, you understand? Crack. So you got to stay in the word. The word helps you see things properly. You know what I'm saying? I got to tell this, baby. Don't fuss at me. So the other day, <laughs> I was sitting on the couch. Yeah, we family, right? I was sitting on the couch in my underwear. I was just sitting, I had, I had a shirt on, but I had come in, and sometimes my jeans, and my baby's like, no, don't do that. My jeans get heavy, my pants get heavy. Sometimes you just want to be light. So anyway, y'all know what I mean? Okay, I just want y'all to know, Pastor Real, y'all be laying around, y'all drive something, something like that. But it's rare. It's rare for me, because I got house shorts, and, you know, I, it's rare. So just that day, I just sat on the couch. Kylin was going out to do something. I think dropped something in the trash. Going, put something in the recycle bin, and she started screaming to the top of her lungs. And I felt in a, it's, it's amazing where your mind go in like a nanosecond. Because my head, I went, this is my worst nightmare. I got on underwear, and I'm going to have to go outside and fight somebody. <laughs> I mean, screaming to the top of her voice. I mean, like, ah, ah, ah. And it's broad daylight. So I'm running down the hallway to the door, and I'm still thinking, I got on underwear, but I'm getting ready to go out here and beat somebody in my drawers. <laughs> so when I got to the door, and I just so happened to look at the window, she was standing in the front yard, and she was okay. So I opened the door, and I was like, what's wrong? And she had seen a snake. Now, I guess my wife didn't know. Now, maybe we've never talked about this, but I don't, I don't do snakes. <laughs> I guess whenever she, she's like, oh, I didn't know that. However, don't get me wrong, I was going to kill him. And I said, baby, what did he look like? He was a black snake. I said, was he big? She said he was about this long and he was about this big around. Okay, what did you say? You said he was this big around. Either way, that's a big snake right there to me. When she said that, that was a big snake. So I said, first of all, I got to do something because this is my wife, and I still try to impress her. You understand what I'm saying? I can't just do nothing. So I slid some shorts on, and I went in the garage and got my shovel. Because I've killed a snake before, even in our yard. But I'm thinking, 
this snake sounds big. And so, you know, I'm thinking, what am I, I think I'm gonna have to call the people, because I can't. And the reason I'm tripping is because about three weeks ago, I came in, it was late, dark, and as I drove up in the driveway, the garage was closed, and I seen a baby snake standing there like he was having a seizure. But it's because my lights was on him and they get blind like that. So he was just wiggling. And he was a little baby snake, so I let him ride. You know, hey, he's a baby snake. But when she came in and said that, I'm thinking, this is mama or daddy. I don't know what I'm about to get into. So I went out the back door, walked all the way to the street, came up beside the mailbox, and I was just standing there like at Green Acres with my, with my y'all, some of y'all too young to know what Green Acres is. Anyway, had my shovel, and lo and behold, he started coming out from under the bush. And I said, and I guess he heard me moving, so he went back. The snake was this big. Baby, that snake, she still say it ain't true. I looked at him, he this big. No, 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 I'm not talking about this long. I'm talking about this big around. He might have been long, but he, he was a garter snake. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a garter snake. I'll kill you. So no, that's no sweat. But he went back under there. And so because I don't know who under there with him, I ain't going to bother him or nothing. You understand? I don't know. You got your boys under there. I, we ain't going to play that. So I went on to Home Depot, got some snake away, put around. So right now my house smells like mothballs all around the house. But it's okay. I'm very, like yesterday morning, this was Friday, so yesterday morning I went out and cut the grass, and I was over there by the thing, and I'm like, I'm ready for you today. I am prepared. But what I realized is, to her, the reality was it was a big snake because of her fear. Okay? She saw a big snake. And what she told me, she, listen, even if she said he was this big, this is still a big diameter to me when we start talking about snakes. This is not. Kill you with my foot. Call the people. <laughs> you know That's the difference. But what happens is this. I said all that to say the enemy runs around like a roaring lion. And the time that you take a vacation from reading your word is when he appears larger than he really is. I said all that to say that. Okay, anyway. So y'all can read the rest of the list. I got to get in here so I won't get too late today. All right, so let's deal with today. I want to deal with stewardship. I'm jumping down to number seven here. Again, we're not, um, we're not necessarily, there's not, this is not a list that has to go in an order but I'm just giving them to you. So I want to deal with stewardship today. And I want to lay up some groundwork in our short time about this stewardship. So let me tell you first what stewardship is. Stewardship, the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. That's what stewardship is. Oh Lord, pastor about to talk about money. No, I'm about to talk about stewardship. I'm not about to talk about money, I'm about to talk about stewardship. Okay, so don't stress. But one of the maturing habits of a Christian or habit of a maturing Christian is that we are good stewards to what has been entrusted to us. Now, for all the days 
that I've been doing ministry and in leadership and, and dealing with uh, uh, stewardship lessons and stuff like that, what I find is I think we have a mental challenge with the ascent or the understanding of stewardship. People mishandle our time, our money, our gifts, our talents because we think we own something. So I want to lay some groundwork.